You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcasts. I know Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. She's a subscriber, I know that. You can catch me on YouTube and catch us on YouTube, Empire Media. We'll be, we are talking about Washington's 12-7 scintillating win over the Chicago Bears, but any win for this team right now is a good win. We're going to get to that in a minute. A couple of things, I'm not going to ignore the ESPN report. I, of course, work for ESPN. You can read my work on ESPN.com. I will have Seth Wickersham on, maybe one of the other report, investigative reporters who worked on that story. Not ignore it. You're going to talk about it. But tonight we're going to talk about the Commanders' 12-7 win. And so I'm here with Nikki Javala. Nikki, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to begin on this one. Yeah. You have Ron Rivera walking off after the press conference. You have a win for the first time on. Where do you start here? Yeah, I think we start at 6 a.m. Thursday morning when the ESPN report comes out, which also happened to be when NFL.com fully reported Carson Wentz's uh, string bicep tendon right. injury. Um, what else do we have to say? Brian Ryan, Jack- Jack- Jackson, um, uh, now the center of trade discussions, apparently. Um, Brian Robinson starting at running back um, while Antonio Gibson takes his first kickoff return. Um, and oh, by the way, they actually really truly have to win this game to, to yeah. stop an illusion streak and they do but just barely it was so awful but they won but but they won and we'll get i guess we can go a little bit on some of the stuff on like william jackson mm-hmm. he has not requested a trade he has not demanded yeah. a trade right. but there's no doubt he'd welcome one right. because it doesn't fit here right. and i think they probably welcome it too don't you think right no and and it's tricky because this is the guy that you made your highest paid free agent only a year ago. And now both sides are basically claiming that it's a bust. It's a failed relationship. So there's a lot of money at stake. I mean, the team is going to end up eating a good chunk of change and dead money, um, which ultimately goes against the cap. Um, whether they release him or trade him. And, you know, of course, the, with a trade, you always look at the second half of it. Is there a market for him? You know, um, he didn't fit in this scheme, which is more zone. A lot of NFL defenses nowadays are zone to some degree. So where would he be a fit? And is there a market for him? Would a team be willing to give up assets to take on him and his contract? Right. And it's probably, a little, it's probably a little wrong thing. But let's get back yeah. to the game because people want to hear about it. At least I'm sure. sure they want to hear at least some of that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, again, where do you start yeah. here? Because you look at the defense. Let's 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 start there. Yeah. Because they've given up big plays, but then three massive stops in the red right. zone. Right. And, and they were among the few bright spots in this game. Really coming up big when it counted. But those three uh, three red zone stops, two at the goal line. Um, they also had four sacks. Uh, John Allen had an interception off a deflected pass from F.A. Obata's helmet. Um, you know, they, they came up big. They And they, they, they've gotten home a lot, too, that front line. Um I think they've been getting good pressure all season, but only in these last couple weeks have you seen them get home. Um, 
but yeah, that that was the bright spot. The rest was not so pretty. No, it wasn't so pretty. And I think yeah. one of the things that that I liked there at the end was Benjamin St. Juice making the big stop on that fourth down play. And what I liked about that play, and this is why I like St. Juice, because he really is a thinker out there. Yeah. And he's got the skill to match it. And one of the things they liked about him going inside in the slot was his footwork, his quick feet. I think you saw it on that last play that the way he attacked that ball is like a little zig route. Zig cuts in, cuts back out. You, if you're a taller corner, that can be a difficult route. His quick feet, and one of the things they said was the quick feet mm-hmm. got him there. So he came up big. And I think, you know, Montez Sweat came up big. Right. Um, what have what did we see? And they're going back to the sacks. I think part of that too goes back to coverage. I think they're giving him a chance to get home. Um, is this a game? Is this some, an effort they can build on? Um, and if so, how much can they build on? Yeah, this? I think on defense certainly. I think you do see continued improvement on that side of the yeah. ball. Um, you know, I think it, it gets overshadowed a lot by the offense's deficiencies. Um, but I think the improvement with the coordination and the rush and the coverage certainly. I, I think making the switch at corner there has made a huge difference. I really like that Benjamin St. Juice, you know, he struggled in the first half. He had at least two missed tackles, big missed tackles. And then he comes back. He's resilient. Exactly. And he comes back and has the game filling play. So I I think that speaks volume as to what kind of player he is. So I I think that's helped a lot. And yeah, I do think there's a lot to build on. Um, On offense, I'm not so sure still. I mean, there's still the same repeated mistakes. And, you know, they, they basically won this game because the Bears had more mistakes than they did. Like, a, a fumbled punt, basically, yeah. is the game, exactly. game changer. Yeah. Going back to the last sequence, too, and go, I want to talk about Derek Forrest because mm-hmm. he also is another young guy who makes a big mm-hmm. stop in the end zone, too. So a couple of young guys making yeah. some big plays. But but you're right. I mean, that's, you know, and it's hard with this one because, like, and I Rivera was very animated yeah. when talking about this game in the postgame, not, because, not just because they won, because he was really pissed because they almost they almost blew it and he knew it and there was some of the undisciplined undisciplined play late the fields run to get down and there goes my notebook the fields play to get down inside the 10 yard line undisciplined play but you know I, I is that I guess it's a good thing for him to be that pissed after a win knowing that it should have been better yes no I think so definitely um I I don't think they should set so low a bar that they should just be happy with win now you know, guys are excited in the locker room. And as you pointed out earlier, like they should be. This is a big thing to get off their back, especially going into a longer week. They can rest and recover um, and, and really find ways to clean it up. The questions, I'm not fully convinced they're going to be able to clean it up just because we keep seeing this crop up every single week. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Ron is right to be both happy and upset by this outing. It was, it was an ugly show. It was a bad, bad game that worked out in their favor and thankfully so they needed that uh but it was not a pretty game it was not about aesthetics yeah it was not and they but they even said it was ugly they know it was ugly and they i mean you can't help but know it but that's the thing like we'll get to this in a minute about how much they can build up but offensively man it's it is painful to watch this offense at times and that's where my concern is 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 that what is missing from this offense we've seen it now for this is five weeks in a row where the offense I guess four weeks in a row where the offense really yeah. hasn't done anything. What is it that we're not seeing? I, I just think it starts up front. You know, I, I think that offensive line can't protect well, especially, you know, this team not, loves to run 11 personnel. And when they go three wide, they cannot protect. And that's a real problem. Um, and, and Carson is a lot of things. He's not mobile. Um, so he, he's not able to extend plays with his legs like, you know, 
Justin Fields scan or other quarterback scan. So you're limited in what you can do there to compensate. Um, But yeah, I think it starts up front. Last year, the difference was that line. They played really well in spite of all the injuries. This year, they're not. You know, they're giving up holes everywhere. Um, And you see it in both the run and the pass game. And I'm wondering how much you talk about the mobility, because that is an issue for me. It's it's an issue. I think it limits the offense because you can't create with, he can't create at all with his legs anymore. He's not getting outside there and making plays with it. And I do think it holds it back to a degree. And so you need the protection and they're not getting it last year. Even last year, their times protection broke down, but Heineke could get out of it. I'm not saying that you've got to go start him, but it is, but it is something I think that's missing from this offense. And is it something that can be resolved? Do you think not, not so much. He's not going to be more mobile, but can this be resolved? If they can fix their play up front, I mean, they, they got to find some way. They're not going to make it throughout the season. Carson physically is not going to make it throughout the season with the hits he's taken. Um, and they're just not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's it's a pretty inept offense right now. Um, you know, you, you just pay Terry McLaurin. You can never get him the ball. The, the only gains they're making are off PI calls anymore. You know, and then the receivers at, the, at times are not helping Carson at all. The two drops by Curtis Samuel, not helping. You know, I, I it was good to see Brian Robinson to get his, his first regular season touchdown, see him get more comfortable. And I think with more and more reps, he'll be able to break off those bigger runs. But yeah, I just think they 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 need cleaner lanes. They need better protection up front until that comes. And I, I think they have to be more consistent running the ball. Right. And it's funny because I said this last year too. Like that's who they have to yeah. be, and it's who they have to be again this year. And I'm surprised to say that given the offensive skill talent, but it is. Yeah. And the problem is I don't know. Like John Bateson playing, I thought that that hurt the run right. game. Um, he's got the injury, but I thought that hurt it a little bit. And but they did get it going in the second half, and part of the reason was Antonio Gibson. Right. Some of those outside runs off the left side. You know, you can't like Robinson. I think is going to be a nice steady runner, but Gibson still provides some right. sizzle for them. Definitely. Right. Oh yeah, he's got that speed. He's got that quick get off. Like he can, he can add that juice when they need it. Um. So you know, we when we talk about this whole notion of Brian Robinson starting and Antonio Gibson starting. I always throw it with a caveat. Like a lot of times it's going to be because of game plan. Sure. Um, and I, I think their best run game is finding a way to use them both. And the, and that's what Ron has said he's envisioned, you know, much like he had in Carolina. Um, but, you know, it, it, yeah, if they can build off that, great. But there have been so many games where they just can't commit fully to the run game either because they're behind or for some other reason. But they and, need to stick to it. And can they build off this one? Like, yeah. I mean, I know, like, we saw how it was. I mean, everybody saw that, but it's a win. And some, you know, it's funny as a baseball player, sometimes you get that blue hit and you break out of a slump. So I guess we really won't know until Green Bay, which right. is next up. But is this something that is like, like you, I think we're the same thing. You need to see more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially just the way they won, it didn't instill much confidence that they can carry this over and clean it up and, you know, just grow from here. Um, I think mentally the win helps more than anything. Um, just that confidence boost, just to kind of improve morale in the locker room and kind of get over the slump. Um, but they're going to be back in the same predicament if they don't truly fix things on the field and figure out what's going on. How important was this? They're one in five. Yeah. What do you think we're sitting here talking about right now? Firings and, you know, are, are they going to blow it up? Who could be gone tomorrow? Um, I, I think 
all heck would break loose. Like yeah, I think that was, to curse. I think that was all <laughs> yeah. realistic scenarios yeah. too. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when you get to that point and you lose the way they have and you got everything else going on, like this franchise does, anything is on the table. I don't think there's anything you could possibly rule out because it's it's just been so bad for so long. You know, and, and the way they started this season was just it's been bad. Um but it's funny because we're talking about the last two games, we're talking about a total of three yards that may have made a difference in their season. Yeah. Last week, you get those two yards, you could be looking at three and three right now. This week, you stop that half yard, and it may have saved a couple jobs. And we don't we don't know, but we know that yeah. we know how this thing works here. And so right. I think it was a realistic scenario for that to happen. Rivera, very animated in the press conference afterwards. Yeah. We haven't seen it like that before, have we? No. The closest he's come is Dallas last year when the team was um, there was an outbreak of the coronavirus, a couple tragedies within the team. Um, That was the closest they've come. But yeah, he was he was very animated. Um, And he's been he's been incredibly defensive of Carson Wentz since they signed him, but never to this degree. You know, just a lot of curse words. There's, earmuffs for everybody. I've been saying I'm using a lot more dash marks and <laughs> yeah. quotes lately from him. What did you make of all that? I don't know. Like I, in some ways, if you're a player, yeah, wouldn't you love to hear that? If your player, you know, took your back like that, yeah, I, I think it's it's great. But I, I also that I think it speaks to kind of the chaos of the franchise in general, where the head coach has to get up there and defend his stance and defend who made what move and when and. You know, it's just that there are so many damning reports that come out. There are five different investigations that are open. It's just one thing after another. So the fact that he has to get up there and make that claim, and that's what's unfortunate. And you know? it's, I know for him it's exhausting. Yeah. Because all you want to do, yeah. you come here to coach football, you want to just coach football. Listen, we're football reporters. We want to write about football. Yes. And a lot of times it's very difficult to do that right. covering this right. franchise. Um, and it also seems, you know, one thing for people who wonder, like, you know, are they still playing? Players like playing for him. Yeah. Well, I'm not whatever anybody thinks. That's what we yeah. have. Do you agree with that? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think if there's any frustration, it's over their circumstances, you know, where they can't get things going. They all want to win. It's not that they're out there trying to lose. They all want to win. And it's frustrating as heck. They can't. Um, and then they'll always kind of be in this cycle where, oh, it's another you know, bombshell story or it's another investigation. I mean, that's hard to deal with. You know, if you're if you're working for a company and dealing with the same thing, it's it's difficult. Um, and for guys who have been here throughout the entire tenure for Ron Rivera, guys like Terry, John Allen, that can be draining. So yeah, I think they do like playing for him. I think they respect him as a coach, as a man. I think there is definitely some frustration. If their circumstances I think if there's gonna be frustration with the coach staff, it's other coaches on the staff. And not not him, right? Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so where where does this go? Yeah, this goes to a long weekend, a much needed rest <laughs> before welcoming Aaron Rodgers, which that should be fun. That should be fun. Nikki, thanks a lot for joining me. And thank you as always for tuning in. Like I said, I'll be back this weekend with Seth Wickersham from ESPN, maybe somebody else, and there we're gonna talk about the Snyder reports and fill you in on why like the hows and the whys of the report how they went about it and then what does it mean for dan snyder the future you're going to want to tune in for that so i appreciate you tuning in and i'll talk to you next time